This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're, 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 you're listening to the podcast for all of the news, notes, and breakdowns for your Ohio State Buckeyes. This is Sons of the Shoe with Nick Wilson and Spencer German. Sons of the Shoe is back. Nick Wilson, Spencer German. I guess Spencer German. There we go. There we go. Uh, hi, guys. How you doing? Happy whatever the hell day it is that you're listening to the podcast. As we are a new podcast, we do ask you guys, make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, the free Odyssey app, 923thefan.com. And as always, uh, 923thefan's YouTube page. We will absolutely love you forever. If you follow the show and make sure to comment in the 92 through the fan YouTube section, uh, make sure to uh, follow us at Nick Wilson says at Spencito underscore, but another glorious day in Buckeye nation. Spencer, good day to you, sir. How long are we able to say we're a new podcast? Like what's the statute of limitations on that? I'm not saying it's wrong or it's bad because it makes for easy promotions. We, mm-hmm. we continue to hear those on 92 through all the time. We continue to promote the show on here and say we're a new podcast. Uh, is it is it up until like next season that we can continue saying we're a new podcast? Is that fair? Is it- I would say until we get Bezos money. You know, when we okay. really hit pay dirt and when we like, <laughs> I'll be honest with so you. So in the year 2045, we'll still be like, we're a new podcast yeah, as of 20 years ago. <laughs> until we until we get uh, Joe Rogan numbers, I'm going to be calling us a new podcast. Until we get the uh, the 50,000 downloads a month, then, then I'll finally be like, you know what? We're we a seasoned podcast. We Follow rest. us. We appreciate like you. Thanos at the end of uh, Infinity War, we can finally just rest. Just finally rest. <laughs> We're not rest. a new podcast anymore. And then Thor can come along and chop off our heads. Um, <laughs> that's, that was my takeaway with what happened with Thanos. You wipe out half the population, somebody's going to come along and chop off your head. And also you're going to disfigure yourself. I don't know. I just remember parts of that movie. There might be and some it, people, it sounds like there's some Michigan fans who quite – enjoy uh chirping us in the comments who want to chop off our heads so i, mean, I gotta it's say nothing new really we are going you know we do the michigan panic meter in the third segment of every sons of the shoe and every week we have to explain it to our friends from up north and even some of our ohio state fa- uh, friends that it is about ohio state's panic about michigan and this is the rare time in the third segment today we're actually going to do the unthinkable we're going to go ahead and do the Michigan panic meter about Michigan because we're going to confuse gotten, everyone. <laughs> it has gotten real good and panicky, and we're going to have a lot of fun with that. But today really was about meeting the new transfers, uh, and, and Ohio State made those football players available, including Quinshawn Judkins, the running back out of Ole Miss. Caleb Downs spoke today, safety out of Alabama. And then the big news was Will Howard the quarterback, K-State, he, and I will say, first observation, with the haircut he has now, if he puts on 50 pounds, he could have a big boy NIL deal that would blow your mind. 
He is 50 pounds shy. He's got like the little swoop going. He is 50 pounds shy of maybe the best big boy endorsement you could ever get. He also talked about a lot of stuff, but I just want to point that out there. He's got the swoop. He's got like whatever that Bama (laughs) thing is that all men from Bama have a natural like comb over. He's got that. Very interesting young man. Yeah, um, this was the first time we really got a chance to hear him talk and just kind of address the how things kind of played out and his recruitment to Ohio State and leaving K-State. And he talked a little bit about like what he – the valuable lessons and skill sets and different things that he had um, sort of picked up when he was at K-State and how that's going to apply now when he's at Ohio State. Sounds like a guy who is very much ready. I know we'll talk about this a little bit, but ready for the challenge of – just I think in general the pressure that comes because let's face it like K-State is K-State yeah it's a D1 program that's playing big time college football against some big time schools but the pressure to succeed and win there is is you know minuscule in comparison to what it is at Ohio State it's part of the reason why Kyle McCord transferred in the first place because he felt that pressure and didn't want to stick around for it when he got blamed for losing to Michigan so um yeah like I, I think he seems like a pretty well put together kid I'm fascinated to see now. I don't know that they're going to dub it as like a quarterback competition, but I am fascinated to see how um, how it's kind of treated and if there's a possibility that one of these other younger recruits that's now either trans and Julian Sayan from Alabama or uh, obviously Aaron Nolan, who was a recruit for this year, gives him a run at all. Or because the way that this was framed when they signed him was yes. Will Howard is coming to Ohio State to be the starting quarterback. And um, just because that, that's what was said. And I actually, ironically, a colleague of ours, Brennan Gulick, who um, he covers Ohio State for, for Buckeyes now, the, the SI site. And I had him on on 92 a couple weeks ago. And he actually mentioned um, that was kind of his big thing was that he, he's not 100% sure Will Howard's just going to be the, the day one starter. And I thought that was interesting you know, it makes your ears perk up a little bit because when it's sold to you that way, and when you see a big time recruit like that transfer into Ohio State, you just kind of assume, oh, they're doing it for that reason. But obviously, the landscape has changed since then. When you got two really highly touted recruits at quarterback coming in as well, so it's right, uh, it's a fascinating you're, you're, conversation. You're going through about twelve of the different talking points. We can go through this. <laughs> Why don't we first get to uh, Will Howard today at at media availability? talking about the idea of a quarterback competition and whether or not he'd be open to that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't be here if I, if I, if I didn't feel like I was ready for it. And, um, you know, like I said, my time at K-State kind of hardened me. And obviously it wasn't on the, uh, on the stage that this necessarily is. Um, but I'm ready. You know, I feel like nothing, nothing that is, is worth getting ever comes easy. And, you know, I feel like this this opportunity here was just too good to pass up. And, you know, you can people say what they want about me. You know, it's in one ear and out the other, Um, you know, and obviously it's hard, you know, balancing that stuff. But, um, you know, I've I've learned to kind of block it out and just and just try to be me and trust God and and uh, and just be the best version of myself every day. And that's that's all you can do. Yeah, so absolutely. There is a part of me that thinks whether he was promised the job or not, and I tend to think there was a maybe not a promise, but a very strong like wink, wink. I, I he would answer the question the same way. 
Like no one's ever going to be like, no, I came here to be the starter and damn the competition. So there is a part of me just hearing that, that like, I don't think it automatically solves that he totally does expect to be in a competition. It also doesn't go the other way. Like you can leave it open to the fact he might be being honest here and he does expect an honest competition at quarterback. Yeah, I definitely played it down the middle, very politically. Um, I, I like I for me, part of this conversation too just goes back to um when it was announced that he was coming to Ohio State, a lot of the reporting centered around the idea that Ohio State singled in on him and you know this will and this is why I think this this conversation is interesting. It does leave the door open to to make me at least contemplate that he could get beat out by uh, by Julian saying or Air Nolan because yeah it was sold as well they promised him the starting job a but b they kind of wait they the Ohio State it was the, I think the wording on it from Pete Thamel or uh, who reported at the time was Ohio State was patient and they had their eye on Will Howard and they waited out the process and then they got their guy at the end but we had reports like two weeks prior that they were interested in Riley Leonard, but he wasn't really budging on, on trying to go to Notre Dame. Like that was where he, he was destined to go. So it's just funny to me that it was sort of thrown out that way. And and I do believe like when they signed him, that was the intent. And I'm sure there's been, listen, I, I'm imagining there's probably some communications with, um, with uh, Nolan about like, Hey, you're going to come here and, there's going to be, you know, we want you to get opportunities. We want to we want to see what you can do, and we're not going to try to handcuff you. But at the same time, we're bringing in this quarterback who is, is has the experience. We're going to try to start him this year, and he's like, like the, everything we've heard about Aaron Nolan is like he's all in on on everything, no matter what. Even when saying was signed, it was like, nope, he's not going anywhere. He's sticking around. So it doesn't seem like he's phased by it, um, but more so just, um, yeah, like I, I, I I'm, I'm curious because it wasn't maybe the real first choice for Ohio state. If that means he's just for sure going to get it. Or now that there's two different guys below him who are supposed to be really, really good. If it is going to be an open competition, kind of like what we saw last year. Well, I mean, I think, listen, I, I think the one thing I probably didn't do enough of when they announced will, and there was all that scuttlebutt with Pete Thamel, as you mentioned, I probably wasn't just skeptical enough about that messaging. I, in and of myself, whether it's a college team, a pro team, I just inherently don't trust messaging from the team because teams and programs have every reason to sell things in a specific way. And if you think about it, Will Howard was like the first guy you got in the transfer portal. Uh, Caleb Downs came later. He was kind of the last piece there. Uh, obviously, Quinshawn Judkins was kind of right behind Will Howard. But think about where Ohio State was when Will Howard was was it was announced that that Will Howard was coming to Ohio State. Michigan was on the precipice of a national championship. You had lost the Cotton Bowl kind of in an ugly way. You had lost to Michigan for the third straight year. You had you had to go to the wire to retain every single major prospect in your draft, including Jeremiah Smith and Edric Houston and Air Nolan. And even though Air Nolan was a solid uh, verbal the whole time, like you look at that, it's not that I don't think it's real. It's not that I don't think they love Will Howard, but at the time you needed a tent pole to build confidence around. 
and being able to bring in a quarterback that was a quantifiable, you know, really good starting quarterback in college and then say he's the guy. I think that was just important to just kind of keep everybody in Columbus and 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 lure people to Columbus, even if maybe you went to Will and said, listen, it's like 75% you're going to be the starter, but things could change. And we're going to give these other guys at least a, a chance to compete. And that that could be anything from compete to be your backup. But if they outdo you, it, it might end up being outdoing you. And Will's job, I mean, Will's options were either then to go immediately into the draft yeah. or pick another spot. And Ohio State was the best of all the spots. So I do I like the idea of a quarterback competition. Whether that's a true quarterback competition, all five guys are available, all five guys are in it, and anyone could win it, or whether it's heavily skewed towards Will Howard, but that still cracks the door for the young quarterbacks. I would be really shocked if it was Julian Sand or Aaron Nolan, true freshman, beating out Will Howard. Agreed. But maybe a yeah. guy like Devin Brown, maybe you give Lincoln Keenholz a chance. Like that's where all of a sudden I think, you know, I, I think literally all five guys could hypothetically win it because they're all at Ohio State for a reason. I think it's probably 80% will. And then let's see where the other four guys are. Well, and, and the messaging thing you bring up is tough because you don't know where Pete Thamel's reporting's coming from. Like that to me kind of read as like somebody fed him that from the team. Like it yeah. was like, this was our mess. And that's the thing that you're always trying to read between the lines on when that stuff comes out. I like, and, and, and you bring up his options. That's what I think the holdup is for me of why I do still lean that it probably is like, again, maybe it wasn't like a handshake agreement. You're the starter because Ryan Day goes out and he puts on a pretty face and says, like, everybody's got to earn their spot. Everyone's got to earn their job. And they did have an open competition last year, as we know. Um, So I'm not saying it was like that, but I'm sure the intention was there of like, we're going to bring you in because we expect that you're going to be the starter. And so that's why I do lean heavily into the idea that it's going to be him. Um, because like you said, it's just hard, I think, for true freshmen of any skill level to step right in and be the instant starter at the college level. Like the game's just different. Like we've seen it numerous times for guys, like they got to kind of get a grip and, and understand things. And as long as guys are willing to sort of wait it out and see, I think that's you know, that you, that, that's kind of what Ohio State's dealing with right now with these two with these two recruits coming in. Um, then it's it, it usually works out where they both won't be able to start, but one of them will get that job probably next year. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a, because of what will, will Howard's options were like, he has to feel pretty good about the idea that he's going to be it. Otherwise, why, why stay in college? Right? Like he could have gone to the draft. Like you said, he could have gone to another school. I get Ohio state's more enticing because the talent level that they have and all these different things. But if his goal of coming back was, listen, I'm coming back because I think I need to increase my profile. I don't really want to go into a class that's headlined by, you know, uh, Caleb Williams and Drake May and some of these other top guys that is going to drop my stock down. I want to kind of make a name for myself at a big program. I have to believe that on some level, it's not just him taking a gamble on his, his professional career, because if he doesn't play, if he loses that job, like he's going to have even worse um, play uh, pro potential in the draft than he, than he would have this year. Um, so I have to envision that he's going to, be the starter, but you're right. And, and, you know, the doors may be cracked open a little bit. And when you hear about these big name guys coming in, there's always the possibility that they could play well enough. And, and to your point, like you bring up Keenholds, you bring up Devin Brown, maybe those guys, like 
the team messaging around them was that they had a lot of faith in them. Leading up to the Peach Bowl, it was or was it was I always met, it was the Cotton Bowl, not the Peach Bowl. I don't, know why, Bowl yeah. I don't know why I always mess those two up. Um, but leading up to the Cotton Bowl, it was all like, oh, everybody's really excited about Devin Brown. He's the next big thing, and he can run, and he can do all these different things. So maybe that maybe the competition is more so there than it is with the true freshman. But obviously, the freshmen are the intriguing part of this conversation because they are so highly touted. They're two of the best quarterback recruits coming out of high school right now. And they're both at Ohio State. So, and, and there's always an anxiousness for fans to want to see those guys sooner rather than later, obviously, as well. Well, and I just, here's the other thing. It, you just never know in football. You know, the same thing could be said. Julian Sand could step on campus and he could be the obvious best quarterback in the room. So you always, Aaron Nolan could do the same thing. I, I don't think it's going to happen with Devin Brown. He looks too raw as a passer. Um, it's funny because that's You're all holding out hope for Keenholz, though. I know. Uh, I do love me some Keenholz, <laughs> man. I, it's not because he's from South Dakota. It's just that kid's got a swagger about him. I think really does work. But I digress. Like, I like. I think you leave the door open for that reason. You know, in case one of those guys just blows you away. Here's another thing: you just never know. Injuries do happen in spring ball, and you know, when you're trying to anoint a quarterback. That's as much, yes, you're trying to get him in the right spot where he's fully empowered, he's in charge of the offense. And so in a situation where you got a guy that's a clear favorite for the job, you want to do everything you can to give him a chance to win that job for his own men, his own mentals, in the words of Marshawn Lynch, but also in the eyes of the players. You know, like it, Will could go out there and he could struggle, and that could be a struggle for the guys to, to kind of rally around him. Conversely, he could ball out and he could just blow away dudes around him because of that mobility, because of that arm strength. You know what I mean? And But the same can be said. He could also get hurt. And so by leaving the door open, you allow yourself, one, to establish a pecking order behind him if Will does win the job. And I, listen, I don't think all five guys are making it to Columbus this fall. I, I would, I'm not guaranteeing, I would be surprised if one of those guys doesn't transfer out. Five is a lot in a quarterback room, even for on a one-year deal. Yeah. But I digress. But the other part is, it's, 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 it's structuring it behind and letting those guys compete behind Will so that if he got hurt, all right, hey, man, it's obvious. It's, it's Julian's chance to step up. Hey, it's obvious. It's Ayers' chance to step up. It's Lincoln. It's Devin's chance to step up. So, you know, it's funny, like I think some Buckeye fans were taking victory laps of, oh, well, this means this means he's he's really got to fight for the job. There was a myriad of reasons why it made sense to to present him as the clear starter three weeks ago. And there's a myriad of reasons why you leave the door open because you never know with injuries, you never know with the performance and you just never want to tell. I mean, 18 year old kids coming into to, to college football, especially. Aaron Nolan, you know, two four-star quarterbacks, eh, you don't even have a chance. That's just – that doesn't open up the most competitive mindset. And you, I, everything needs to be on the board. Everybody's job. JT Tuimolo out, great player. His job needs to be on the line. Or he needs to feel that way. Because I think you need to go into the regular season keeping everybody hungry. And I think when you start a quarterback competition, even if it's skewed, I think you lean in a direction where that really helps you. I also think, too, um, we won't have an answer after the spring game. 
Ryan Day notoriously has not named like we're, we're sitting here trying to sort of divulge this, divulge this question and sort through it and figure out what the answer is and sort of what the situation is going to look like and who's going to be the immediate backup and who's got the best shot to sort of maybe supersede Will Howard. We won't know after the spring game. Like if, if Will Howard looks really good, we won't know. If Will Howard looks really bad, we won't know. Um, when when um, when Justin Fields transferred in in twenty leading up to 2019, after the spring game, he didn't name him the starter. I think back then it was between uh, Fields and I think Matthew Baldwin was the other was the other quarterback at the time. So like he didn't name a starter after that. And then the only time he has known the starter was when it was the transitional year. So Fields started in 2019. In 2020, you knew it was going to be Justin Fields again. And then he did the same thing in 2021 where it was Fields, I think, versus just straight up McCord. There might have been somebody else in there. I forget the top of my head. But when it was Stroud and him, Stroud wasn't named starter up until August. So don't expect an answer for quite some time, I guess, is, is where I'm going with this. Like, I don't think we're going to have any clarity on – Yes, it's definitely Will Howard's job come April when the spring game happens. But um, it should be interesting to see how those guys play and if there's anything that we can take away from what happens in the spring that tells us, or even like the reporting from practice and all these different things, um, that tells us who maybe is closest to potentially up, you know, upping the ante or jumping Will Howard for the job if it were to happen. But I, I'm, I'm like you where I'm going in thinking like, probably 75, 80% sure it's going to be Will Howard. And then it's mostly just going to be about like who kind of emerges as that next man up. And that'll be kind of the storyline of the rest of the season for the season. If you were to get hurt, but then also going into the next year of like, who's the, who's at the top of the food chain. All right, guys, are you expecting a true quarterback competition this spring? Uh, are you, are you buying into what Will Howard is selling that he came here to compete for the starting job? I'm buying about 75% or about 80% there. Uh, we do have to, we have more comments from Will Howard on maybe the highest rated prospect in Ohio State history. We got to get into that. But first, a word from our sponsors. 